Whole thing gets done up. How you gonna try and take three down, one up? Bro on the ball and you know he a gunner. Release it quick, I'll displace the runner. Lights get heavy when they're bright on you, but I'm iron real so I always shoot. Are you really sure for a 2v2? You could get left back when the third one's through. I'm the man in my city, so trust where United. So the walls can't come for the team. All enemies just spur me on, they can't make me mad. I'm the chosen son. No wait, I mean we're the chosen three. Attack and defend, sword and shield. How you gonna try and pass it round when you always see us free midfield? So I'm gonna fall in love with that intro. Yes, <laughs> hello. <laughs> of course, a big shout out to uh, Footy for M who created the intro video and for the lyricism and the music, no other than AT, the philosopher. So if you have not checked him out, make sure you do check him out. But yes, I am your host, Kojo. This is the Free for Podcast, as you know, and I am joined by Theo. How you doing, brother? Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good, you know. Uh, nearly the end of the week, so I can't complain, man. I hear that. I hear that. And we're here to discuss one of your... What would you call him? An icon? A legend of your club? What's what's the term we're giving him here? For you, anyway. He's an icon. I don't. I think legend... Like, he's won a lot, but he's, he's definitely up there. Mm. But I think that legendary status is... It's not, it's not one you can just walk into. That. Do you know what I mean? So icon one million, but legend maybe. We'll talk about why I don't think he's a legend, but yeah, icon. All right, icon. The icon we are speaking of in person. Um, before we say his name, accolades, player of the year in England one time, three times player of the year, once at Chelsea, two times at Lille, Champions League winner of Real Madrid, Club World Cup winner of Real Madrid, two time a Premier League champion, two time uh, league champion with Real Madrid. Uh, Premier champion with Chelsea, if I did say that. French champion with Lille in 2010-2021 season. UEFA Super Cup winner of Real Madrid. Two times Europa League winner with Chelsea. FA Cup winner once with Chelsea again. Uh, French Cup winner of Lille. Spanish Cup winner of Real Madrid. Spanish Kings Cup as well. And a League Cup winner with Chelsea. I am, of course, talking about Eden Hazard. Now... He has officially announced his retirement from the game. Um, for me, I'm kind of sad. And the reason I'm sad is because I feel like football is losing its entertainers. And like, he was one of the few that we had left. Like genuine, genuine, he gets the ball and you're, you're off your seat in the stands. You want to see what's going to happen next with Eddie Hazard. You just don't know what's going to happen. Um, so we feel like, I feel like we've lost another entertainer of the game. But nonetheless, he gave us some great times. And this is why I've asked Theo, because he is best known for his time at Chelsea where he was, I think he had the most successful period as a mm-hmm. career, in, in his career as a player. So, Theo, firstly, actually, yeah, let's get to that. For you, why is he an icon? Because for everyone listening, icon is not a bad word, by the way. Icon is, is still uh, it's, it's very prestigious to get that, that kind of term out of club. So why is he an icon for you? I just think, look, he came into a period of, of Chelsea when there was a slight bit of transition. When you think about some of the players that were there before him, and obviously, as he was coming through the team, and he changed the league, he changed the team, mm. he changed the way that we played. Like you said, he made it entertaining to watch. Like I remember some of the games, I thought, "Who is this guy?" I'll be honest, I didn't really, hundred percent, I didn't really know much about him before he came to the league. I knew, I heard his name every now and again, but I didn't know how talented he was going to be or how talented he was at the time. So when he came to the league, it was like, "Who is this guy?" Because no one could get the ball off him. 
Like, he's just one of those players, even now thinking back to those games, like he's just one of those players that there's not many of them around no more. Yeah. There's not many of that crop of players who, when you watch them, you're mesmerised. You don't have to support Chelsea to, to, to look at the brilliance that he's doing on the pitch. You could be Arsenal, United, Liverpool, whoever. Yeah. He, was, he, was, he was an icon. He changed the way we played. He changed the way football was played to an extent. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, he was just... Uh, I'm thinking about certain games I watched live with him and just <laughs> some of the things he was doing on, the, on and off the ball. Icon. Like, he's an icon. Um, very sad to see him retire at 32. Mm. You know, 32 football years, yeah, depending on how you keep yourself. Um, you know, he could have probably played had he kept himself in a better you know, better shape and trained better, you know, nutritions and all that stuff. Maybe he was slacking on that side at certain points in his career, but I think he could have carried on. I think yeah. he could have carried on. But for me, icon at the club, um, you know, one, you know, so many things, he just reeled off all his accolades that he won at Chelsea. You know, we wouldn't have won them, a lot of those things without him in that team, um, alongside the likes of Costa and others. But Hazard was the prime person in, in some of the goals he scored, Kojo, who seriously like outside of the box, taking on free players, you know, low sensitive, low, low um, gravity to the floor. Like just, just things that just honestly, uh, if you watched him live, you're so blessed to see him live. He's that good. Yeah. I think I only saw him live twice. Obviously, I'm not, not, uh, I'm not a Chelsea fan, so I didn't um, get to go and watch him week in, week out. Um, but I saw him once at Stafford Bridge against United. Um, and I saw him once at Old Trafford. And the one I saw at Old Trafford was, was it his debut season when he finessed it from just like, just outside the edge of the box into the top corner? I can't remember if it was his the debut season or the next season. I think it was ne the next season, I think, but... Yeah, but that, that, I remember just sitting there thinking, oh, man, this guy, man, <laughs> this guy. And it was annoying for me, obviously, being a, a, as opposition, but you, you just, there's such a lack like, of uh, anticipation about him. Mm. I remember before he joined Chelsea... That's when I really started getting involved in the social media. And I remember there was a crazy thing about who's going to pick. He's going to pick Chelsea. He's going to pick Man United. He's going to pick Man City. He's going to pick this club, that club. And then he tweeted, I'm joining the Champions League winners. Yeah, yeah. Utter outroar. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, he's going to Chelsea. Why is he going to Chelsea? But looking at how his career um, went at Chelsea, it made sense. And he talked about some of the goals. Um, one goal that, that appears to me, and obviously I want you to get real of some of the goals for, for you as well. Now, this one creates a funny moment for me because Cahill, uh, for those of you um, have been long listeners, the co-host of Freeman Field, co uh, Cahill, sorry, um, this was against Arsenal when he collected the ball at the halfway line and he spun Cochrane, ran into the, the, the goal and the boxer and then tucked it past, um, I think it was Chesney at the time. Yeah, it was. And Cahill referred to Cahill referred to that goal as a piece of shit, <laughs> and the reason he referred to it like that, um, it wasn't a, no disrespect to Hazard in any, in any way. I think he was just a bit annoyed about the defending of um, the goal because mm -hmm. Hazard essentially got close enough to the six-yard area in the box before tucking it in. It was like, why is no one approaching him? But to give the players respect, when someone's dribbling at you at that speed, such close control, such precision it's difficult for any defender to essentially put your foot in there and knowing how Coquelin who won't be a renowned as one of the best DMs of the game but in that season he was in outstanding form and you've seen this player just get spun around literally like a Beyblade mm. <laughs> you know um, 
for you, Hazard, goals. What, what goals stick uh, out to your mind when, when you're thinking about his time there? Oh, uh, there's loads. There's so many. Um, I mean, I remember there was one, I think it was at Goodison, and uh, he plays a one-two with Pedro, and Pedro flicks the ball back to him. And the way he, this is the thing with Hazard, sometimes he'd open his body out like he was going to use the far corner, but he was so smart because he then used the, the the near post. Like to, it was just so you wasn't sure when he hit the ball, you didn't know what side of the goal it was going to go in. Mm. And I think this particular time at Goodison, I can't remember who he takes on, but he just kicks the ball and it just. It's in the back of the net before you've even blinked. It's just in, and it's in. It's in the the goalkeeper's more towards the right, and that's the post that he chooses to, to score in. But the goalkeeper kind of takes a little one step to the left because he thinks right, he's going there. But he's just maybe done with the eyes. I don't know. But the way he done it was so exquisite. That one. Um, there was a goal at Anfield as well. I was at that game, and um, again he just takes on defenders, puts it into the the bottom right corner. Um, there was a couple of like good screamers from I think Stoke. There was a good one against Stoke. Uh, I'm trying to think of the year. I can't remember the year. I feel like it was probably like 2017, something around those times, 2016, 2017 season. Yeah. Uh, Hull, he scored a couple of good good goals against Hull as well. Um, but you know, one that always sticks out for me, and just because the what it meant was the the goal, the battle at Stamford Bridge against Spurs. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> and um, even then he picks the ball up at the halfway line. If I remember correctly, he picks the ball up at the halfway line. He takes on a couple of the couple of um, Spurs players. He lays the ball off to Costa, who then plays the ball back to him, yeah. and he takes it's one take. He doesn't think he knows where the goalkeeper is. He knows where the ball the, the goal is, and he knows what corner, top corner, he's going to put it in top bins, and he just kicks the ball, and you just see it. And I'll never forget because as soon as he picked the ball up in midfield, because I think at the time as well it was about. 87 86 on the clock so mm. we're talking about they need a goal to help Leicester win the league yeah and stop Spurs from winning it and um because it wasn't like the end of the game it wasn't the end of the season game it was no. like two or three games left or four games three games left in the season so it, but it was vital had they drawn that game it was mathematically impossible for Spurs to win it and Leicester were going to be crowned champions so he when he does that I just remember the euphoria like we were happy we were celebrating the goal for Leicester. It was so mad. We didn't really care about the result at the time because the result yeah. was the result. Like obviously we know we needed the point. I think we just needed one point to stop to stop um Spurs from winning it. But it's because of that game, how it all panned out, the sort of clashes between the two players and the the eye scratch with Costa and just the, the, the two benches fighting with each other. Um but the way it ended, it's like we won the league. Um <laughs> But yeah, those, those are the stats. I mean, there's loads. I mean, he could take penalties. He could take free kicks. He, do you know what I mean? He scored 100 and, 110 goals for Chelsea, I think, in like 352 appearances, something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head. Return. That's a really good return. So, I mean, he scored some mad goals, but he always done it when it mattered as well. You know, when it when it, when it was we was under the cosh, he was the one player that you could kind of know was going to get you a, a chance or a goal. You know, when I speak about the 2016-2017 season, the last time was in a, 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 a Premier League um, title race. Yeah. We're going all the way back to when Eden Hazard was in the team. Do you know what I mean? So it shows you how crucial a player like that is in your team to, to, to try and win anything. A criticism of him, um, I don't know if it was a much Chelsea fan, so I'll give you from the outside, from what I used to hear, was 
his numbers in terms of yeah, actually no, it's just his numbers in terms of a overall season for some people were not good enough. Now obviously we're in the era of everything is numbers, numbers, numbers. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, people used to compare him and you know, when you're part of the best players in the world, like if you're a striker at that time it was Suarez, Lewandowski, Benzema, uh, Aguero, these are the people that you're being compared to. So mm-hmm. as a wide man, he was getting compared to Bale, Neymar. Uh, is anyone else thinking? Maybe, maybe Griezmann, maybe at that time as well. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll, I'll never ever say Messi, Ronaldo. Those guys are just well, forget about them. Um, but one criticism that I used to hear quite a lot, and it did, it did happen on our podcast every now and then as well, was that he was he did hit twenty, I think, to his last season um, mm. in all competitions for Chelsea. Now, for you guys, entertainer, you said it. Big games, big moments. He delivered. Were those numbers ever a concern for you in, the t- in terms of the whole season? No, for the simple fact we had strike, we had a striker, we had a number mm. nine. So, you know, when you've got someone like Diego Costa, whose numbers weren't too shabby either, they were quite decent numbers. Mm. Um, he done too much other things in that team. Yeah, he, he probably should have scored more goals. Like that's hundred percent true. Like I think, yeah, I think he probably didn't hit. 20 goals all comps yeah probably the last season the season when we won the Europa League yeah um, but he was he's just I mean the, the thing is when he wasn't in the team you notice the difference yeah. when a player when you see a player look at City now with Kevin De Bruyne now and they're talking about Haaland's not getting the service and this and that but when you lose a key player in your team it disrupts everything and he was that crucial to that team at that time when you took him out of the team you, could, you 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 saw the difference in, in in how we played, so he should have scored a, a lot more goals, not a lot more, but he should have chipped in a few more goals, I think. But when you've got a player that's that good, you can kind of compensate. He compensated for that for the way that he done other things. The link up, I mean, I don't know his assist numbers, but I can I can imagine his assist numbers aren't Crazy. bad either. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, goals are goals, but we had Costa in the team at the time as well. For, for the majority of that period and he was doing just as well as, as as Hazard if not better in terms of scoring goals so it's a it's a, it's a criticism 100% but when you're delivering elsewhere on the pitch I can I can take that yeah I mean well you said it he's what, 110 goals he's also providing 92 assists so when you're talking about numbers he's not he's not he's not bad he's not yeah. bad and you don't need something you don't need players to hit crazy numbers and this is why I talked about him being an entertainer because back when we enjoyed football a lot more, well, I say we, maybe definitely me anyway, um, I didn't think back to, oh, I wonder what Kaka's numbers are. Kaka was an entertainer. You knew he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll deliver in the biggest of moments anyway. So he, his, there's no doubt about him, but I didn't sit back and think, oh, you know, numbers. And I always make this argument, you'll never have someone come and tell you that Frank Lampard is better than Iniesta. Frank Lampard was a phenomenal footballer and his numbers were insane. Mm. But when people talk about the greatest midfielders, they always mention Iniesta's name or, or Zidane's name. Yeah, They're yeah, yeah. nowhere near as high as Frank Lampard's, but you don't take that away from them. You know, um, so it's a, but it's a different kind of midfielders. Lampard was the ultimate sort of like advanced creative goal-scoring midfielder. I don't even know how he did it. Um, but with Hazard, the move to Real Madrid. Now, I'll say you before the show, I was a bit 50-50 about it. And the reason I was 50-50 about it is because looking at Madrid's history with some big signings, they got the balance right after they sorted out 
bringing in Ronaldo, Kaka Benzema, then they started to buy smartly, brought Casemiro from Porto, you know, it started to make a bit more sense with the team. But it looked like Hazard was a bit of a, we must sign a Galatico player. I didn't mm. really see what the game plan was with him there, especially when they were trying to get Vinicius coming up even more and trying to claim that left side. And if you're buying Eden Hazard, Hazard's not a rotational footballer, in my opinion. He is a permanent left side starter. Mm. For the service he gave to you, one, did you think it was the right move or right time rather for him to move on? And two, did you think he would... We know what the story is now, but were you, at the time, confident in his abilities to go there and also shine? I think it was the wrong move um, for the for, for the club and partially for, for player. Okay. Because I think the club didn't necessarily need to... Don't think we needed the money at the time. Obviously, you know, Roman was still there. We were still well organised in terms of bringing players in. So it's not like we were cash strapped and we needed to sell or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then I think we kind of had to let him go because I think he wanted that move so bad. And he wanted the move the year before he went. So we agreed with him. Say we like I'm part of the board, but Chelsea agreed with him that they can he can go at the end of the following season. Yeah. Um, I think that season we were trying to get back into the Champions League, if I remember correctly. So we won the Europa League, which is our gateway into the Champions League that season. And I think that's the only reason why we kept him. Otherwise, he would have gone a year before. But I think. Um, I think it was a wrong move for him because I think he still had unfinished business in, in the league. And I think, as I said before, retiring at 32, I don't know if he'd, he would be doing that had he stayed, I'm not saying at, at Chelsea, but within the English league, maybe if he stayed, I don't know, he goes to United or he goes to a city or he goes somewhere else or whatever. But I think he had a lot more work to do. In You know, when he went there, you know, he was it was the money that turned him. You know, the, the fee... Mm. Chelsea were Chelsea if I remember correctly as well I can't remember if he's if he's if he had a year I can't remember how long he had left on his contract or if he had a year left after that before we sold him yeah. I can't remember I feel like he did um which was another big I think another big point was obviously if you don't let him go he'll go on a free anyway so right. I kind of had to let him go I think um he was on 400,000 a week I think so you can't turn that down as a player. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you don't know, it's not like now where the Saudi league's here and they're offering mad money to people. Then it was 400 grand a week is a lot. It still is a lot of money, but it was kind of unheard of. Whereas now it's more the norm that those big players are getting those kind of big wages. So yeah, yeah, I think it was, I mean, it was the right move for him to an extent because he wanted that move. He wanted that he was on getting better money. And I suppose, I always remember saying at the time, the grass isn't always greener. Facts. The grass yeah. is not always green. I look at some of the players that have come from, uh, come, gone there from the Premier League, and not all of them, a majority of them, have not really been successful. Yeah, you know, you look at McManaman, Owen, Woodgate. Um, obviously, Beckham's a bit of a, an anomaly. You can't really include him in there. But even Beckham's time there was a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just pinpointing all the English players, but there's been other players that have gone over there, and then it hasn't worked out for them. Yeah, so. I just think it wasn't always going to be greener, but I understand why he went. Part, yeah. part of me as a Chelsea fan would have loved to see him stay. Um, you know, I think that's when you said before, icon and legend. Now, had he stayed, 
I think that would have pushed him into because he would he probably still be in that team now. Let's be honest, he would, he would, <laughs> he would yeah. make that team. I'm not saying he'd be playing week in week out, but he'd definitely be on the bench for a couple of games. And you know, at 32, so I think he would have then got on. Just think all the things he could have won or helped the team do in that time that he hasn't been at the club. Um, then gone on to be maybe a coach or whatever at, at Cobham under yeah. 18s or something. So I think he could have gone out as a legend, but I think he the money turned his head. Grass was not greener and he wasted a lot of his time, you know, a lot of his years at Real Madrid. Um, you know, one thing I think with him as well, he never trained properly. You know, there's always that thing where John Terry's come out, you know, I think Frank Lampard's come out and said, you know, he was never one to train. Yeah. So, you know, as a professional athlete, you have to keep your body in proper good shape, regardless of whether you're the best at what you do or whatever. You have to keep it in shape because as you get older, bones start cricking and cracking and clickling and whatever else. And do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's um, it's a tough one for him because I think if he stayed, I think he would have gone down as a Chelsea legend. Just quickly, when you say unfinished business, what do you mean? As in he had something more to win or just... yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he could have gone on to win, uh, not him, but I think he could have pushed us on. Like I said, I'm going to say again, I think 2016, 2017 season was the last time he was in a title race. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> that tells yeah. you that we are, we've struggled ever since him and Diego Costa have left the club. So he would have been someone I think that would have maybe, and not just him, other players that come in behind him. You know, I'm looking at like Madweki or Mudrik or, you know, Cole Palmer now, for instance, they all would have learned so much from Eden Hazard at the club. That's fact, actually. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like a Thiago Silva role. Like Thiago Silva's 39. Like he could, if he'd done the Thiago Silva route and kept himself in good good shape, he could be playing till he's 39. He was that good. Yeah. Especially now as well, now with how football is, I mean, you, you have a lot of wingers that are forgiven for not taking on man. So if he's losing that dribbling ability, someone with him, he's got the intelligence to adapt his game. Mm-hmm. I still found ways to create an impact. So yeah, now you're that's that's actually a fair point. And he didn't win a Champions League with Real Madrid with Chelsea. Sorry, I know. I know. That's this the one thing that sticks out to me because he's won everything, but yeah. that. That's the one thing I'm like, ah, maybe, just maybe. But circumstances, circumstance. Um, regardless, he's had a phenomenal career. So, you know, kudos to him. Thirty-two is very young. Is very young. Um, but you said it. Bones are crackling. He's been injured for a long time. Could be just a thing where he just needs to fall away for a little bit. But he had a great career mm-hmm. at the end. Um, finally, just for you, with Eden Hazard, um, I'm not going to ask you if it was a success or failure. Because I saw someone tweet that. I said, I, I don't understand what kind of question that is. He uh, failed himself, but he's been successful in his career. That's how I'd answer that. Failed himself? He failed himself because he didn't apply himself in the best way that he could. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, if he, like I said, if he kept himself in good shape, if he, you know, potentially forced a move away from Madrid when he wasn't being played and rather do the Gareth Bale and sit there and just watch or be on 400 grand a week, I think he, you know, he could have forced maybe or asked for a move away. He was never in the manager's plans at one point. So honours, medals and all that and his cabinets at home will be filled with trophies and, you know, honours. But he might look back one day and say, you know, I wasted all that time in Spain. Yeah, I got trophies to show for it, but... I want to, if you want to be a, if I'm a footballer, I want to be playing football. <laughs> I yeah, want to be kicking yeah, the football yeah. every weekend and getting paid to do what I love to do. 
rather than sitting on the bench. I, I don't know if I've got that mentality to do that, but 400 grand might sway me to just sit on the bench. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you for straight direct from me, it would absolutely sway me. <laughs> um, but no, that's interesting. That's an interesting way of putting it. And uh, I can't, I can't really disagree with that. Um, because I guess the story is as phenomenal as he was, if he really applied himself, he could have been even greater. Uh, we couldn't be speaking about him amongst the Neymar's, uh, well, I say Neymar, Neymar was a different discussion, but maybe like a Messi or Ronaldo. He could have mm. been along that path. But either way, he is a great, he's a, a Chelsea icon, a Premier League great for sure. Um, Premier League legend, we might discuss that another time, never know. Depends on what your calibre is. Uh, but we were blessed to have watched him week in and week out in the Premier League and yeah, man, enjoy retirement. Just don't don't eat too much, man. It <laughs> I didn't want to mention that bit, but yeah, I think you gotta have a, a good diet, yeah. nutrition, all of that, because that's a massive factor in any footballer's life, you know, eating the right stuff and um yeah, and obviously, you know, but his kids his kids might come through in a couple of years. I'm sure one of them signed for Real Madrid, I think. They were playing for Real Madrid. Ooh. Okay. youth team I don't know if they still are now that he's retired but they were definitely there last season so we might see mini Aiden Hazard running around in a couple of years talking about them like we talk about Hazard so you never know well hopefully for them they're better than Thorgan Hazard but anyway uh, Theo thank you so much man thank you so much that was a there's a quick brief one on Aiden Hazard I think we're going to get into a bit more detail next week probably on the start of play so we'll, we'll do that so if anyone that's watching right now or listening Start of a podcast, make sure you like and subscribe to that as well, as well as from the shed end as well. Chelsea based content. That's a weekly thing, isn't it? Or pretty much every day to day. Every every week. Every We're trying week. to yeah, trying to do a weekly thing there as well. There you go. So make sure you subscribe to that. Anything else to plug, bro? Just those at the moment, Starla play football from the shed end um, to, to sort of the yeah, YouTube channel. So make sure you go and run the numbers up there. And obviously the Spotify account for the podcast audio version as well. Wicked. And the links will be in the bio below at the end of this video. So, everyone, thank you for joining us. Eden Hazard, enjoy retirement. The entertainers, oh, another entertainer's gone. Well, sad time for football. Anyway, peace out. <laughs>